Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with three-time guest, Nikki Glazer. Hello. Wow. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. You're this in, is my third time. This is your third time, yes. Ugh. You're in an elite group of people. and Really? Yeah. There, there's there's a hand, a couple handfuls of people who've been on that many times, but, but, and I know that your therapist tells you you're just average and that there's freedom in that, but you're special and unique because you are, I believe the first repeat guest that I've had in dining room studios. Oh, that's awesome. Emma, isn't that right, Jeff? Doesn't that seem right? I believe so. There have been people who have like done the Monday show and then the Thursday show, but I think you're the first repeat Monday guest. That's fantastic. Look at you. In a, in a, wow. I feel honored. Own. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means, but <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't, the deep meaning of it is a mystery to me as well, but it's something good. It's something. It means that I want to talk to you that much, that I'm having you back, even though you were on the show, I believe a little bit less than a full year ago. That's it'll probably it. be like a year in between both time yeah. it airs. Yeah. No, it'll be before that actually, because I know when it's airing. Really? So yeah, even less than a year. That's how oh much, my gosh. that's how much. I need to talk to you, and that's how much the listeners love you. Oh, thank you. So I'm glad tell, we're doing this. Tell me everything. Mm. Um, I know lots of things have changed since we last spoke. Yeah. When we last talked, you didn't know if Not Safe, at that point it was NSFW, right? Yes. Called Not Safe for Work. Yes. You didn't know if Comedy Central was going to pick it up or not, right. correct? Yes. Uh, and you were still living in New York. Uh-huh. And since then... Comedy they Central picked has up. picked it up. It yeah. has started airing. Yeah, I love it. You live here now. I do. Um, what's what's it like? What's going on? Yeah, I moved here in August, and since then I've just been. Uh, we started like seriously working. I've been working on the show pretty much since then. But uh, we like hired everyone and started working on the show like in our offices since November, and we started taping um, in the studio. We started like filming pieces in November, but then we've started actually filming uh in the studio our first show aired like february 11th and uh yeah or february 9th but we've been taping since like early february and Mm -hmm. like filming in the studio and it's been so fun it's been good it's like it's it's felt really like uh just a normal part of life like it's it's felt very easy and you know i'm not like sleeping as much as i'd like and stuff (laughs) like that but it's uh it's good it feels normal what are you averaging would you say I'm I'm still averaging like a a great amount. I'm just really tired like all the time. I think I have some sort of like illness. I really do. Like not in I'm not really concerned, but mm-hmm. I think there's I need to go get it checked out because I can't stop sleeping right now. Like I go home and I sleep. Like as soon as I get home from work, I sleep at like like last night I got home at like 9. I ate dinner and then I like I ate my like, second dinner and I woke went to bed like right away. I just brushed my teeth after dinner like right from the kitchen eating over the sink. Brush like my teeth. Second meal, second dinner, meaning fourth meal or? Like fourth, like, you know, like eating all day, like snacking in the office, but like okay. ate, ate with my writers late at night. Like, you know, they stayed late and so we all ordered in. I ate with them and then got home, ate some more and then went straight after eating, brushed my teeth, then got in bed. I just like crave bed all the time. And then mm. I slept from nine and then I 
got up early this morning, but like I'm, I just can't wait to sleep. I just, I just took a nap before I came here in my <laughs> office. I sleep in my office all the time. I like take naps whenever I have a little bit of time because I can really easily nap, but like I crave sleeping and everyone's like, you know what? Get it, girl. Like you have to be on all the time. And I'm like, do I? Like, I just feel bad. Oh, because you've got nap enablers all around you. They do. They're so nice. Everyone's so nice. And I work with so many people that work so hard and they work the same hours as I do. And they, you know, they work just as hard as I do. And, but they're always like, girl, you deserve it. Like take your shoes off, like go home early. And they're all like, but we are, we're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be relaxing. You have to be on. And I'm like, but does that, what does that mean? Like, it's just, I get to be in hair and makeup. I don't know. I, I tend to feel very guilty about, um, this whole like kind of star treatment that you get as talent. Like mm-hmm. you get a lot of credit for doing a lot of nothing. I feel like. And so I, I'm starting to feel like, um, I am exhausted all the time, but I don't know if that's me just like being a lazy person. Are they, is, is there, um, vibe. It's not what I mean to say, but are they like, you're extra tired because all the responsibilities on yes. your shoulders. Do you, does that feel true? Um, I think that they think it's true and I think <laughs> that they do believe it. And I think that there is some truth to the fact that like, because I have to harness energy to perform and to, you know, we shoot these field pieces where I have to go out and like talk to people mm-hmm. and be like on, you know, in front of the camera. And that does sap some of your energy and, you know, being positive for the whole staff and like just being the head of the show, there's some kind of, you know, you have to be, you know, excited and cheerleader a little bit. But I don't think that it should be, I should be as tired as I am. Like, I feel like there's the Kelly Ripa is the head of a show <laughs> and did Hope and Faith and was on a soap opera and did mm-hmm. Kelly and Regis back when it was that. And she had kids and a husband yeah. and Kelly and like was cleaning all dishwashers day. dishwashers on TV. And I sold think. dishwashers and probably worked out in the morning. And mm. I don't do any of those extra things, but I'm exhausted. So I'm like, what am I complaining about? But, um, but no, I'm the only one who's beating myself up about being lazy. I just, but I always think I'm lazy. Do you have that? Y- yes. Um, as someone I who have, I from the outside think thinks works hard, oh, do you have you. the I feel I, like I'm tricking everyone and I'm lazy thing? Yes, yes. But like, I how could you be if you've come if you have this going on? Be lazy. I do this thing where okay, so like the Hollywood Reporter will have a roundup of like you know twelve executives you, under twelve pounds. Both they're twelve. They're triple twelve. Yes, they're under twelve. There's twelve of them, and they're under twelve pounds. <laughs> They're, they're Two. tiny pint-sized, yeah. <laughs> light, featherweight wonders <laughs> who are whippersnappers. Yeah. Um, and it'll be like, what time do you wake up? You know, and like six. What time do you wake Ugh. up? 5.30. What time do you wake up? Like enough so that by the time you get to the one who wakes up at 7 a.m., you're like, oh, what a slacker who does not care about his or her career. And then I think about the time I wake up, which sometimes I'll get up that early, but only if I have to. And then I just think, now granted, they're in a different line of work than I am, you know, technically. But Mm -hmm. if I were that kind of person, would my career be in some other kind of place? Those are the kind of thoughts I have. And then I think, you know what, though? I'm pretty... Obviously, there's more I want to do, but, like, pretty okay with this for now. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, I don't want all the things that I think a little bit extra hard work would maybe get me. (laughs) I don't. Like, I don't. I can't handle anymore. Yes. Yes. That's, I. yeah. I don't think I could. I think it's like honoring sort of who you are and what you can deal with. 
that you know it's it doesn't make you it doesn't make you happy i don't think oh no <laughs> like getting these, more these tiny 12 year olds under 12 are aren't happy. happy no they they can't be but i well or you know some of them may be some of them may have like a balanced good life. <laughs> okay fine they're super happy i'll give some of them happiness like i don't want to take that away from all of them but they can't all be happy and that's certainly not what makes them happy is getting up earlier than their colleagues but i i dare say that some of them are going to bed early Yes. And you are probably staying up late. That's one of my problems. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, this is going to come up when we do Just Me or Everyone. I'm just going to just gonna throw it out now. Someone said something about, um, about have you noticed that uh, early risers, this is not, not the right wording, but early risers feel superior to night owls. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, there why? There really does seem to be something virtuous about getting up early. Yeah. No, if I went to bed early, it would be easier to get up early. I just go to... I. I don't really get tired till after midnight. Yeah. And then I usually go to bed like, like last night I went to bed at like one thirty. I think. God, I get on those kicks and it's fun staying up late. I yeah. just can't do it anymore. Now I just like, I crave sleep. Like I should go get checked out for something. I wish there was like an answer. Phys- I wish I could go into work and like slap a doctor's note down. And right. Like, See, and like, I need my, I need my George Costanza desk naps <laughs> that I take every day, except I have a couch in my in my office in this amazing blanket i'm like thinking about it right now my assistant i have an assistant which sounds like the douchiest thing i've ever no. said but it's amazing but she just had to wake me up to come here and she she must have seen me like drooling and like she just the way she looked at me when she i usually set my alarm for mm-hmm. like in my alarm i set for four or three forty-five a.m and so it didn't go or four forty-five a.m to come here <laughs> and so it didn't go off so she had to like poke me and she was just like when I opened my eyes, her face was horrified. So I was probably making some just like, <laughs> like face that was just d- so disgusting. But I've been just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Have you always craved naps? I love naps so much. Yeah. And I, I thought it was something that I didn't always love. But then I, my parents like sent me a bunch of old photos because I was like, I need more TBTs. I'm running out. <laughs> I'm like, the people crave them. And so my dad sent me a bunch. Throwback Thursday yeah. on Instagram for anyone who doesn't who, know. Who knew that that would be a thing I would need in my life? But I my never... dad used to, the only time he could ever take pictures of me when I was, it was when I was sleeping. Because as a teen, I would just be like, I'm ugly. Stop it. You know? <laughs> so it was all he has are these like creep shots of me sleeping say, yeah. when I was like in between coming home from school and dinner. Like when he would get home from work and dinner, I would always be like napping after Oprah with like my like uh, binder in my lap, like trying to do homework and then sleeping. So I have so many of these creep shots that my dad would take of me napping. So I know that it was a skill I had early on and uh, I can do it like I can fall asleep like this now. And I do ASMR videos. Did I talk about that? last Yes. Time yeah. So I, you introduced me to ASMR. I never, I never Are you into it now? It. Um, you know, I watched one video of someone like playing with magic sand. Okay. Um, and that I thought was neat. It does. I don't, you don't have, have the it, same. Then you don't have it, it doesn't have the same effect on me that it does on you. But I, I find it pleasurable <laughs> to watch the videos. But I don't watch a lot of them. But did we talk the last time you were here? Did we talk about? No, I don't think we did. Unless it was the the part of the um, episode I haven't listened to yet. But I listened to most of it. Uh-huh. Um, I have that thing which is or is not a like real phobia. Where if I look at pictures 
of something really porous, I want to vomit. It oh yeah, you have out. that thing. It's called like. Oh, did we talk about it? Maybe no, we did. I, I don't know. I've talked about this with some people. My sister has it. It's oh. um, what is it called? Trip. It's no, like trip. 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 Reddit yes. is all about it. They have every time there's like a. It's if you like Google it, it coral. Pulls up the it most has. Disgusting there's certain images. flowers that have yeah. those like dried carcass flowers with like mm-hmm. the holes all close together. Yeah, I think it's like a it's disgusting. Lotus. Okay, so you don't like looking. They're disgusting. Like I have a. I know it. I am on the cusp of it. Mm-hmm. Like now it kind of. It just creeps me out to the point of like I kind of like it. Oh, really? But like, what is it? Tripophobia. T r y p o p. It sounds like a you're like scared of tripping, man. Like <laughs> it's scared like, of Thanksgiving and too yeah, much tryptophan. It sounds like I'm scared of Burning Man, but it's just it's disgusting. Tripo, t r y p o, phobia. Is Look it, it pulling up. up disgusting images when you Google it, Jeff? It's, no, oh. I just looked up the Wikipedia thing. It's a claimed <laughs> pathological fear of holes, particularly irregular patterns of holes. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, they'll, sh- they'll be like two different... Mm-hmm, they'll be like Close two together. Different, yeah, because it looks... To me, it's like... In, and I think the Wikipedia article says this. It looks like decaying flesh is what it looks like. That's and the it. darkness in the That's holes That's a natural... Looks like a little, yeah. Yes. It does. It, like it looks worms. exactly like, yeah, it looks worms like maggots. Crawling through. Ah! Just thinking about it is making me feel so uncomfortable. I kind of like it. I don't know why. I'm just like a weird, like sometimes I Google the grossest stuff because I'm like into like kind of gross stuff. Like what kind of stuff? I don't even want to admit it because it's so weird, but here we go. <laughs> okay. Because I talked about it on my podcast uh, on the last episode and so it's out there. Like I really like, oh my God, this is like... I have nothing left to space. admit after this. Okay. Like, okay. You know how some <laughs> people like watching like videos of popping stuff? Like that's oh, no. a new thing that people like to admit. Like I like watching po- like blackhead videos. Like those are yeah. not like things that show up on blogs. Like check out this blackhead. I hate those. I don't like those. Not good. Mm-mm. But I, I've always liked this. Like I've always won. My sister used to get planners warts as a kid. <laughs> Those are warts on your foot. They're flat. Yeah, they're like they're like jammed up in your foot. Like yeah. they're, the reason that they're <laughs> okay. So they're like they're like rooted into your foot. Mm-hmm. And I used to like want to dissect them and like cut them out and like get them. And I always wanted one because I just wanted them on my own. Because my uh-huh. sister used to be like, "Get off! I don't want you to dissect my foot." My mom used to have one that I always was like, "Mom, let me rub your foot." And I just wanted to like get it out. You and, know um, that it's like connected to the foot by like a little. Stem I don't care. Or something. Want, no, it's not a. It's not a root, but I wanted it to be. But it's like that's a. There's something like that. That's a. Yeah, they're actually those little like dots in it are not like actual roots. People think they are, but they're oh. like just like blood uh, vessels. Yeah, blood vessels, okay. like dead blood vessels. Anyway, Ew. but I just love that they're just like little like, and I just want to get them out. And so I would just <laughs> always want. I always wanted like a planner's wart. And it sounds crazy because I just wanted to like do surgery on myself. I wanted to like cut it out and like torture it. And um, because I love like ha- when I get hangnails that are oh, like really like I love just like cutting them out and like oh. I it's so weird. I don't see. I think I'm cautiously optimistic about the end of the story. I feel like there's a lid for every pot. I feel like if you looked on Craigslist, you would find a guy that would pay you to remove his planner's warts because that's his thing. Uh huh. Right, is he to have, have someone remove his planner's warts. Yes, I would love it, but he would be have to be like hot too. I think it could happen. <laughs> 
I would love to find But that. I love love. That's me. So, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. Eternal optimist over yeah. here. I don't want like him. They have to be like on his foot. They can't be like warts somewhere else. I don't want like warts that are like on his nose or something. So no. then, oh, okay. So also, so I like, I wanted to like rub my sister's foot to get him. But then eventually I got HPV like we all do. And those are like, those are warts like mm-hmm. those. And I got like one on the bottom of my toe and I got it. And then I was like, yes. And I eventually like dug it out. I got to like dissect. Anytime I was stressed, I would just go like, and I would get it and I would scoop it out. And one day I just like got it out and then it never came back. And it was like, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I like just don't even wear shoes in the shower at Equinox because I'm like, (laughs) just I want to get it back. So wait, I have a question though. Because when you said HPV, I assumed you meant sexually transmitted. Yeah. But you did, but it caused a wart on I your I think toe? it's like, it's just like every, like HPV, that's like the, that's, it's, yeah, I don't have warts on my vagina. It never like showed up on my vagina, mm-hmm. but I think it's like the whole thing is like everywhere. But you're sure that that wart on your toe was from HPV as opposed to just um, whatever a toe it's, it's, wart it, That counts as HPV. Okay. That's HPV. But I mean, you're sure that that was sexually transmitted? I don't know if that was sexually transmitted, but okay. that's a type of HPV. Right. But I'm just connecting them and I don't know why. I don't think because they have to be. it's your brand. <laughs> It's just sex. like my brand. Sex and... Comedy Central makes me do that <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, that's my gross thing. Do you have a gross thing? Uh, yeah, I really enjoy... It's not a thing I... Go- oh, wait, no, you don't... You said you do Google Google this or you don't? Oh, I, go- yeah. I have YouTube videos of like wart surgeries. No, I'm afraid of YouTube videos because I feel like you can... Like one minute you're watching puppies, the next minute you're watching a dead puppy, the next minute you're watching a decapitation, which I have not gone, I have not done that, but I just feel yes. like it's always right around the corner and I mm-hmm. have trouble not clicking on things, even if I know they're going to bother me. So I just, I don't even give myself the an occasion to sin or an occasion of sin. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I've talked about this on the show before and I forget if I've talked about it with you. I really... Really am excited if there's some kind of scab on my head. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in my hair. Something I can pick. Mm. Like a scab on my arm. Not feeling it. No, I'm not. You're not, not, not feeling, feeling it. Exactly. <laughs> I get But you. it's not I like you, the joy of pulling a scab through the hair and that wetness that you're like, ooh. And then I think, and I look and it's like a little bit reddish and it, it, it's blood actually. Blood anywhere else on my body would bother me. But for some reason, if it's in like coming from a head scab, it's it's different. And it gives you like a a, a, a satisfaction. I was, yes, I've tried to figure out like, what is that? What is, because it'll happen sometimes, sort of like your plantar wart thing where I'm like, ooh, like something fully formed that I can pick. That's exciting. Yeah, it just is it wanting like, to give birth? Like, what is it? It's just like such a, it's something so satisfying about it. There's this, uh, there's this amazing contraption of an ingrown toenail contraption that the Japanese or the, maybe the Chinese, some Asian country made that <laughs> you do. Can you pull it up? Is that a thing that you ever do on this podcast? Sure. Yes, but I'm afraid to. But <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Well. It's not gross at all. I swear to God, it's just satisfying. It's not gross. Just type in um, uh, uh, Asian ingrown, <laughs> ingrown, to- ingrown toenail contraption. And it's a, it's like a helpful thing that you hook. It. It's the most satisfying thing you've ever seen. It it's not sounds, gross. It sounds upsetting. It, it's not upsetting. It's like a melon I swear bar to God. for your toenail. It's, no, it's it's so it's so gratifying. It's like a really helpful tool. You can find it. And I want all your listeners to find it. And you can tell them exactly how to get to it. Because it's so... You hook these little hooks hmm, on each side of your... That makes me uncomfortable already. Do you, do you have it yet? 
Yeah, this looks like a uh, medieval torture device. Yes, but it's not. Will you just, can we watch it? Yes. Is this like not fun to do on a podcast? I'm is this a, like the I worst just, thing? I just think this might be unpleasant. No, it's not. I swear to God. Are you sure? Because I'm looking at some you. contraption that's like holding an eyeball. No, 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 no. no. Ah! It's not unpleasant. I swear to God. Okay, we're looking at a yellow Okay, a, to- a toenail that's like very embedded in the foot. Okay, no, just I promise you, it's very gentle. There, nothing bad is going to happen. Okay. This is advertising. Look at they gently screw this thing onto each side of the toe. A little like a little a toenail vice grip thing that goes on each side of the toe. Then they slowly wind it up. Now each side pulls up gently, gently. Nothing's going to bad is going to happen. Okay, I swear to God. Thank you. Nothing bad. I promise you there's no blood. There's no anything. It just gently pulls. Gently pulls. Just don't worry. Promise you. They just get it there. Then they put it in water so that it softens the toenail. No, wait, wait. They put it in water. Now it softens the toenail. Then it comes back out. Now the toenail's kind of softened. I didn't know you spoke Japanese, by the way. (laughs) Now, you slowly screw it open a little bit more. Now that the toenail's softened, it can expand a little bit more, and it doesn't hurt at all. It's actually very pleasant. Now, look as the toenail is able to come outside of the nail bed and not be stuck anymore. Wait, now watch the before and after. You guys are going to freaking love this. You'll put a link on our podcast. Okay, now it's for, now watch it. It'll show before and after. I'm uncomfortable. This is amazing. Now you blow dry it. <laughs> Blow dry it. And then, how cool is this? I want an ingrown toenail so I can do this to my toe. This part, okay, now we're looking at the toenail without the contraption on it. Still yellow, thick, and gross. Look at how great that is. Isn't that satisfying? No one likes it. I've watched that probably more than you've watched. um, Probably more than you've watched uh, Charlie But My Finger. (laughs) Um... Okay, thank you for sharing that. I feel, on a level of 1 to 10, I feel like traumatized level 2, which is not a lot. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah, it's no! more, tra- more trauma than I was expecting. Oh, it was less oh, than no. I was expecting. Oh, well, no. no I Wait, mean, level more- satisfied. I don't know that I found it satisfying. Really? When it, yeah. When no. they were Because I was sorry, just, I was I'm so such a tense. disappointing Maybe I have to watch it again. Because now it was. cut that part out. No, no, no. It was no, very interesting. We're, keep, we're keeping that. Um, <laughs> what I mean when I say more traumatized than I was expecting is when I thought, I'm going to have Nikki Glazer on my show today. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to her. I wasn't expecting that I, there, I would even be on the trauma scale. When we began watching the toenail thing, I expected it would be more than two. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe we broke even. Yeah. It, it looked like torture. It actually uh-huh. looked like torture. I know it wasn't. No, but it was the fact a that helpful it, device. Yeah, but the fact that it looked like torture mm-hmm. is what got me to a two. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it wasn't, it was not It was torture. like a zero. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. In reality, it was a zero. But so it's so it satisfying, it like gets it out. I would try it. I will say that. Wouldn't you try it? I would totally try it. It was a neat little uh, it, gadget. It was gold. It was and very, it had like a little... It was very steampunk looking. <laughs> yes, it really was. You know what it looked like? It looked a lot like um, a gear puller. There's this thing for your car when you're trying to pull a gear off the engine or you're trying to pull the steering yes. wheel. And it looks exactly like that. It's like a little tiny baby Thank gear you. puller. Thank you. It's pretty cute. How does your boyfriend <laughs> feel about this video and all I this stuff? I made him watch it. What does he think? I think he was probably had the same reaction you guys did. <laughs> Which was like, cool, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. That's pretty neat. Okay. Like, all right, I'm going to go back to looking at my phone on this side of the bed now. <laughs> like, 
Now, your boyfriend is also an exec. You and your boyfriend are both executive producers on yeah. Not Safe. Yes. Right? It's called Not Safe, right? Yes. Or it's not Not, not Safe Show is the Twitter, the Twitter right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it is called Not Safe with mm-hmm. Nicky Glazer. Um, you, he, you guys are both producers on the show. When we last talked, he had broken up with you previously mm-hmm. because of some stuff you'd said on a podcast. Yeah. But then you guys got back together. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, how's everything going now? And what is the experience of working on the show with him like? Uh, everything is great. We, um, yeah, we haven't broken up since then, which was like our normal thing to break up every year. So we've been together almost three years now. And um, it's been really good. We've been, we've made a great show together. And it's been, you know, difficult at times because it's, we were working together. And when we moved here in August, we were living together from August until uh, the new year. And so we were living in like a one bedroom that uh, we were subleasing. So mm-hmm. like half of the girl's stuff was still there. So it was like, <laughs> we were living in like half a one bedroom apartment with all of our stuff. And so it was, it was, um, it was tight and, you know, everything in our lives was about the show. And so it was just hard to like get away from the show and have our relationship exist on any level outside of it. So um, that was difficult, but we then found separate places and now we have like a balanced life outside of the show. And, and it's like once the show aired, it was like, we just had a baby. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, and then the baby like is like walking now and kind of it's like oh okay it's like running on its own and we can kind of take a break and like have our own lives again so it's it's getting better and better as the show goes on but it's really been it's been good there's been like it's ups and downs like it's definitely a struggle it like brings a new aspect to the relationship that makes it a lot harder Mm -hmm. but also a lot more like fun and like brings us closer like it's like having a kid i think what makes it harder um it makes it harder because there's more like things that we disagree on and uh, there's more things at stake. Like, uh, you know, we both have feelings. Uh, it's, it can't just all be business. You know, it's, it'd be easier for me to, when we disagree to just be like, no, I want it this way. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm the host or whatever. And you know, what I say goes, or I want it this way. And I don't like, I, I could get in a fight, but I care about his feelings. And so I can't just be all business and he cares about mine. So he can't be like, I want it this way. I'm the EP, you know, like, right. So we have to be very careful about each other's feelings when, um, it would be nice to not have to do that. Um, but, and then sometimes we're not, and then we get hurt and then we have to like work amongst each other and we're like tiptoeing around each other. And when we're like, not, in good moods and mm. then we have to make a show and we're like in the middle of a, like a fight you know and a fight that is usually a about a, the show it's it's usually about our, or like start our lack of communication okay. or our feelings are hurt like because i didn't um you know like i disrespected him in some way in a meeting or i disrespected him or or I or he disrespected me in some way or just like a, any number of ways but it's always about us not communicating well or him um or I feeling hurt just being just our feelings getting hurt mm-hmm. and so we but we never have time to like talk about things because we're always getting pulled into meetings and there's always someone knocking on our door when we shut the door people always think we're like having sex when we shut the door to be <laughs> like to have talks and so when I come out we're, we're, we, like I'm crying people are like oh she just sucked his dick and her eyes are watering or something so <laughs> <laughs> like she was probably deep throating him and couldn't take it um but no it's like it's always 
um it's awkward because sometimes like you're you're in the middle of a fight and you have to like be happy and you know and professional cheery and professional and you're like in in the middle of something really tense and you have to be in a meeting with the person so it's hard but that is like the more we do this the less that happens and the better we are about being like hey we need to go off and talk but sometimes Mm -hmm. you just can't sometimes it's just too busy and you can't find the time to do it and so it just festers and then you never talk about it and it just like goes away and then it just sits there until the next time you fight and it just gets added on well, you know i think it would be hard <laughs> that doesn't sound good by the way yeah it's <laughs> i mean I it sounds uh normal but no, not ideal <laughs> it's not ideal it's not ideal but i'm actually very proud of us for do like we i would say we're doing a great job at being uh in a relationship and working together. Like, I think that we are doing the best at it that we could have done and that we are getting better at it. But mm. we just have to, I just have to be better about like not being stubborn about my feelings and like just being able to be like, Hey, can we talk about that? Like and working through it and not being so stubborn and being like, I want to be mad. Is that what you pout. That what you do? I mean, kind of sometimes I just don't want to give in. I don't want to admit I don't want to be sorry or I don't want to talk it out. I don't want to hear his side of his feelings yet. Mm. Like I don't want to hear why he's all upset because to, to, to fully, you know, on to, to resolve our fight, I'll have to hear him out. And sometimes when I'm mad at him, I don't want to hear him talk and the same for him. Yeah. I know that he doesn't want to hear me talk and for him to fully understand my side, I'm going to have to talk a lot. And he, that's the last thing he wants to hear from me right now. It's only going to make it worse. So I'm like, we need space, but we can't have space because we have to work on this yeah. show. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's funny. For a second, I was like, wait, no, I don't think I get that. And then I was like, oh, no, I, I, I completely relate because there are times where like you're still mad. Yes. And you're you're not like, ready I don't to talk this yeah. out right now. Like I get that for us to reach a resolution, you need to feel understood and I need to understand your side and you need to understand my side and I need to feel like you get it, but I'm too triggered right now to put aside my shit and I I just want to like beat you with my side right now. Yes. Yes, and I just want to kind of wallow and be angry and, and f- yeah, feel misunderstood and wrong. And yes, and f- yes, and walk around and stomp my feet and be <laughs> and slam doors a little bit. And so does he. Like we both have that side of us. So sometimes that just happens for an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then, but then some part of me, I think, kind of likes getting in those fights because I crave the makeup. Because it, I think sometimes in order to have that renaissance of the mm. newness of a relationship and that fire, we have to like get, get in this, we have to get mad at each other so we can be like, I appreciate you. Like, <laughs> I think we need to fight sometimes like uh, to really have this newness brought into our relationship. I think we, I, I don't know that I definitely don't do it on purpose, but we tend to do this. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was so going to make up. Do you think you create, fights i don't know that we do because i try to avoid them so much mm-hmm. or at least i used to because i was terrified of abandonment but like now i'm trying to just stand up for myself more not just to him but just in general because i feel like i'm always so scared of confrontation and now i'm just trying to be like just be true to myself and like mm-hmm. fight for what i want and and not be scared of being seen as like a bitch that must and, be hard being the the head of a show and, and not the saying face sorry every time you ask for anything. Yeah. I, I think about that often. I think that like if I were in 
that situation, it would be so easy for me to just completely sublimate everything I think and want and know just to please other people. And like, that would be terrible. Yeah. I, I get a lot of advice from uh, Amy, I will say, because she's really good at asking for what she wants, Amy Schumer, and like not feeling bad about it. And she's always been good at it, even before she was famous and successful. Like she's always just been good at not taking shit from people and knowing what she wants and having good boundaries and so how how does someone get that way just having i don't know honestly i don't know if it was her dad or her mom but someone someone instilled it in her and so when i need that like that reassurance or that push from someone and my therapist is good about reminding me of it too but like when i need someone to tell me like hey you have a right to demand this and it's it's you know, whether or not you're right or wrong, that's how you feel kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's that's who I turn to. And she kind of like puts it back in my head. But then I also kind of sometimes go like, well, you know, I'm I'm not Amy. I'm not my therapist. Like I do care a lot about people's and not that they don't, but like I I feel bad when my writers have to stay late. I feel bad when um, my writers ha- don't get to eat at the places that I want to eat at or something mm-hmm. like when something is not going in their favor and I notice like one person seems unhappy and the rest are like not noticing it you know and not that I'm like so sensitive because things go I don't think I'm that kind of person but when I'm just overly sensitive about something and worried about something that someone's like no you don't need to worry about that like that's their problem if they if they have an issue with it they need to speak up not you see it's interesting because I kind of have always prided myself on being that person who will notice that thing yeah like being so sensitive and so tuned into people's feelings that if one person in the corner is upset because they wanted this salad but we ordered this other salad you know something something life and death like that that I notice it but the older I get, the You're more... You're not supposed to be that person. They're right. supposed to be that person for themselves. They, yes. And if they don't speak up, then you're not... You're just being codependent. So the, like, yeah. I don't... I don't I have resolution that. with this. Because I still feel like, no, my role in this world is to, to you know, be the person who notices... Flaw. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think it so either. I always thought that was like, that's who I am. You're like, so sensitive. You're I, so plugged I in. I know when that person is not, is like feeling sad in the corner of the room or when they're uncomfortable and then it makes me uncomfortable and I'm like, what? They, no, yeah. that's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's, uh, for me, it's like being a, I, I, for me, I think it's being a, a adult child of an alcoholic like wanting everyone to be happy around you mm. making sure that everything is good everyone's happy but not really giving a shit if you're happy because you think you are the one that's making sure everything's good right like it's did d- your happiness doesn't matter yeah because you've got this even mm. though you so don't right and it's also a way to not have to work on your own happiness yeah, it's projecting yeah um so wait are you an adult child of an alcoholic yeah yeah, my mom. Um, oh, right. My mom drank, but like it wasn't like um, as bad as it could get. Like I don't like to, I don't like to say that because she she doesn't drink around me now. She it, to, it's not a problem at all anymore. But growing up, it it to me it was, and no one no one in my family acknowledges that it was. So it feels weird for me to talk about it now mm-hmm. because if she ever heard this, she would be hurt. Although I don't think she will. 
and like what she's not into great podcasts <laughs> no she just doesn't just know kidding. how to work podcasts <laughs> she uh she does love podcasts though but we have to like do them for her i just would not put this one on her phone <laughs> um but she yeah it's just not something that like my family acknowledges so i feel stupid being like yes i was one but i have all the attributes of one so i think that to me whether or not my family would like to acknowledge it i think that i yeah she was to me mm. yeah um so what I was going to say before about the situation with you and your boyfriend on set is I think what I would find challenging would be that I would want, if I felt close with my coworkers, I would want to confide in them yeah. what's going on. But then I would worry that that's not fair because he also works here. And yes. like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I don't confide in them. Like I can't. And it sucks because they are um, like, I hired my friends, like my closest girlfriends in town are two of my writers uh lizzie cooperman emmy blotnick and then um my guy friends they're all like they're all on my staff too like when i leave work i don't have anyone to hang out with like mm-hmm. they're those are my friends and and especially now like i i could have other friends but i don't i can't make any right now i don't have anyone to hang out with so when i leave work i'm just like oh i just go home by myself and um and sometimes i'll have to like ask my boyfriend, I'm like, hey, can can we get uh, can we get you know Dan to leave early so I have someone to go hang out with? Like, I just <laughs> I have to ask for someone else to get off early. So, um, but it is hard because so now I just I don't I don't do that though because mm-hmm. that would be like the worst thing to do to him is to like talk about my relationship because no one I would hate for right. any of his side of like production staff to know details about my. Yeah relationship even though they they could clearly know if they wanted to know if they could just ask me and I'd tell them <laughs> I have no boundaries but yeah that that was something that would upset him yeah but that is hard so I just save it for my therapist so <laughs> now I'm jumping or I'm I'm just toggling back and forth now to go back to um what you're talking about about being an adult child of an alcoholic um I don't want to make you talk about it too much no. if you're hesitant but I'm just wondering the fact that no one else in your family acknowledges it. Mm-hmm. Is that frustrating? Yeah. It, I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> it is, but I have talked about it so much in therapy that it's like I've come to terms with the fact that they won't. And so it's just not something that I even need them to because it's That's like good. when you realize it's something that they won't and they don't and they won't see as something and they are will never see as something because if they if they had the capacity to see it as that, they would have already seen it. It's yeah. not something I can convince them of. It's just not. So it, it it takes away my frustration of it, and it makes it just so that, like, oh, they can't disappoint me in that way anymore because I'm not expecting anything of them. So, like, as soon as you take away that, that's really helped me is, like, when you have no expectations for your family, they can't let you down. So now I just expect them to be like fun people to hang out with. And like, they provide for me like fun and like they are proud of me and they give me like good, like boosts of like, go get them Nikki. And like, Oh, you looked so great. And you were so funny. And like all those things that I need from them. And, um, you know, they give me good memories of like, but they, in terms of like acknowledging, what they may have done to contribute to some of the things that I need help for now, mm. they'll never give me. So I just have to like work on them myself and, and just know that, you know, they're true for me. That's so good. I struggle with that yeah. expectations thing so much. Cause I'm so all about needing 
my reality that was never validated when I was growing up, still wanting it to be validated. And like, yes. I wish I could like, think of what I could do if I could be free of that. <laughs> yeah. And that um, was, it's, yeah. it's hard because I remember like when I was really struggling with it, when, <clears throat> when I first got into, uh, I keep saying therapy and it's becoming annoying to say the word too much. But when I first started no. seeing Donna, uh, <laughs> she was re- like, it hit me over the head. Like when she was just like, your parents let you da-. like when she was saying all these things that were like very hard for me to hear and which are now freeing because now I don't need anything from them except what I need, what I expect. And then I get it and I'm like, okay, cool. TBTs. Yeah, my TPTs <laughs> and my texts that I get from them. I don't need any kind of love that I wasn't getting before because I don't need, like, I'm not expecting it. So, but at first I was like, I want to confront them. I want to tell them all these things that I'm mad about. And she's like, I wouldn't do that because if they felt guilty about it, they would feel guilty already. There's nothing you can confront someone with yeah. and be like, do you see what you did? Because they would already see it because they did it. They they would know. If they felt sorry, they'd feel sorry. Mm. They don't feel sorry. You're not going to like show them something and be like, you know, like you can't tell people what to feel sorry for. They've I done s- it. And they it, it's there was something she said in that. It, I mean, it took me weeks and weeks to get it through my head. But there was some kind of moment where it clicked for me that I was like, you can't there. If she felt sorry, she would already feel sorry that it's impossible to like create sorriness right because it's not there she doesn't have it it's 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 never going to be there and you're okay with her not feeling sorry yeah it's just like it just doesn't exist for her it's just like is yeah it just doesn't it does i mean not even that's really the healthiest way to go about life just to accept reality on reality's terms and to stop trying to change shit because i still I mean, I, I don't think I don't live like this every single day. But yeah. If I'm being real honest, like I'm still thinking there's some magical way I can put a series of words together to elicit the response that I'm looking for. And but you're right. It's not in there. Mm-mm. But like I'm not I have trouble accepting that. And even if she was like, I'm sorry, you know what I am? I screwed up, you know, like even if she gave me all that, like, I don't know that it would really do anything. Mm. Like if it would really. But I mean, let's try. <laughs> exactly i mean i would sure i would love for i do i would love for her to feel bad but then i'm like would i and you know like i i think that then it would make me feel bad like i think it would be this like back right. and forth of feeling bad that i made her feel bad and then she would feel bad that i felt bad that she felt bad like i think it would just be this never-ending kind of thing ping pong yes and so i just feel like Cause I don't know that it would make me feel better if she was just like, we screwed. You know what? You're right, Nikki. I didn't do what my best with you or whatever it is. I drank too much and I wasn't there for you when you needed me. And I screwed up here and I screwed up. Like if I got all of that, like nothing would change. It really wouldn't change. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't like make me be like, oh my God, I forget. It would be more about, it would be, I, I know she wouldn't say it in the way that I want. Like there's no way our moms would be like, you know what? I really, I've looked at myself and like, it wouldn't be sincere to be right. like, Allison, what do you want from me? You oh, know, it would be, I've had that conversation. Exactly. It would be <laughs> all about like, I did my best for you. It would right, be, be defensive. It wouldn't be a real apology. I right. can't even, we can't even fathom our moms talking like that. It would be a no, robot like, of your mom. I've it thought of writing a letter and saying, will you sign this? 
Sure. Sure. <laughs> Does this sound appropriate? Does this sound about right? Oh, here? right. I would never and just being do like, that, acknowledge though. it. Like th- there, at like, least you've now seen it and you've. Well, it's like, it's so clear to me what I want that I'm like, I could just tell her, you know, yeah. but it, that's not, not real, but yes. it's like, I want the like, honey, I'm so sorry for X, Y, and Z. And I understand that it affected you in this way. And I too would feel this way if that happened. And I just want you to know I'm really sorry and I love you. And I'd be like, wonderful. Let's have our wonderful relationship now. But like, that's a fantasy. You you couldn't though. Yeah. Because you would then, because she couldn't, it would take so much for her to really feel that. She would have to go for like years and years and years and years and years of talk therapy with someone every single day. (laughs) It would never, she could never get there. Plus, I'm a very much grown woman. Yeah. Who cares? It's, like it's time, and I, you know, I've got a family of my own. Yeah. Um. By that I mean a husband and a dog. So yeah. <laughs> I should let this go. But it's childhood stuff. It it is, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean you don't still want some like. I think we just want. I don't know. Sometimes I get mad at my own grandma because I'm like, you're the reason why my mom wasn't capable of being able to hug me enough. And like, I go back to like even that because I'm like, mm-hmm. my mom probably wants apologies from her grandma, but she, or from her mom. But like, I don't know that she even does. She's like, she, she, my mom like glorifies her mom sometimes. And oh, I'm like, really? was she really on the mask? I know she just died, but like, um, I don't know. It's, it's it's tough and i always feel guilty some you know because we all it's all relative obviously but i'm like in terms of like alcoholic mothers i had it pretty great it could be like you know i have some friends who have like the worst childhood stories Mm -hmm. ever i wasn't molested and i know obviously it could be so much worse but i'm just saying like i did and it obviously my dysfunction turned into a great career and so i'm very grateful for that but it doesn't mean that it wasn't there and that I couldn't have been dealt a greater hand and mm. that my parents couldn't have done a better job. And I'd like some acknowledgement of that. But, <laughs> you know, one time I did get my dad to go like, you know what? We we screwed up, Nick. What do you want? Like, it was exactly that. And I was like, what do you want? And it didn't make me feel better at all. And he never has brought it up again, like ever. Yeah. And like, that was the whole point of it is that I just wanted him to acknowledge because I was, I was anorexic when uh, my senior year of high school and and for five years after that, and it was a thing that like, and I went was hospitalized and stuff, and it was a thing that my uh, family just never acknowledged again. Like it was just like I got really sick, and it was like just sent our fa- like whole lives into this huge hurricane situation, and then never talked about it again. Mm. Like just the thing that we were just like the thing we don't talk about, Voldemort, and and. All I wanted was then when I confirmed my dad, I was just like, why did you guys not like put me in a hospital instead of like having me like have to be admitted involuntarily by like the like the hospital? Why didn't they get you help? Why didn't they get me help instead of having myself to get me help or Uh having like me to be having to be admitted? Right. Because you went. Was it just like a regular doctor? I was like going in for a checkup and they were like, you can't leave. And so like, why did I have to get to that? Why couldn't you get me help? Was pretty much what I was saying. And he was like, well, we screwed up, you know, and and that was like that felt good to me for him to admit that. But it, the whole discussion was really about like, why don't we ever talk about this? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I, I have said that to them like three times now, like, uh, like at different stages where it was like, why don't we ever talk about it? like we can make we can make jokes about it. like let's just mention it. And I've brought it up so many times, like when I was in or like just mention it. Like mm-hmm. it's a thing that happened, but they can't. Do they, they won't. think it's their fault? Probably. 
And maybe that's maybe that I should take that as like a good sign that they think it's their fault. But I, I don't think they do. Okay. I don't think they do. But the thing is, like, they just won't bring it up. And that to me is just like, and the fact that I've brought it up to them so many times that I want them to bring it up mm-hmm. and act like it just admit it was a thing. Because the way they act like it now, it was just like it never happened. Like the Holocaust. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, why, why can't you just act like that's the main thing that they still even though i keep telling them like hey let's just talk about it, and they're like okay yes we will and then they still can't they that's the thing it's like ugh, that's really hurtful are they concerned with keeping up appearances mm. yeah they want me to be skinny again but um <laughs> no they um no i mean this you is just within mean? our like, family that, okay. like within like right. our dinner table or something like i think it was just such a terrible time for them and that we were so not talking about it then right that it's just the way it is like yeah. we don't talk about it it's just so ingrained in us that we don't talk like about you've it. assimilated the experience integrated the experience into your sense of self but for them it's still this yes. thing that they always feelings about yes they just can't do it and it just is yeah it's just i would i would just i would just they would never go in the show intervention i wish i had a family that would like go <laughs> call the show intervention i remember my mom being like the only time she was ever like you should get help she was like you should go on dr phil like i think she just like wanted to go on dr Mm -hmm. phil that was like she was like you should write dr phil he would help you and i was like oh okay thanks now you speak up it was like way too late Ugh. so yeah so how do they feel about you uh having a show about sex they love it they love it they're so they're so great they're gonna god i feel so bad i'm like putting them on but there's they're so great and i have such a good relationship with them now they came on the show um and uh i flew them out in december i guess it was uh and they shot a segment that is going to be airing next week and uh i don't know when this is going out but it's going to be airing monday monday okay great uh yeah it's going up it's going up tomorrow. It's going to be airing tomorrow is their segment um, where I, I put them under the lie detector test and ask them about their sex life. And they're troopers. They like they will do anything for me in terms of that stuff. And that's really sweet. Yeah. And they I mean, just the segments not. But no, it's, it's not. It, that's my was it weird. That was my revenge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. And they're the coolest. They're so nice. And like everyone loves them. That's the thing is like people hear me say like, oh, you know, that it wasn't the best childhood. And they're like, your parents are the best people ever. And I'm like, you know, that's what makes it kind of hard to be like, I know, but you know, it's not all. But um, no, they're great. And they're so happy for me. And my mom is like a lot more open about her love for me now than ever. I think she, ju- she just lost her mom in December. And I think that has made her a lot more like loving. So mm. that's been good. But uh, yeah, so it's been it's been good. The show has been very good. I think now that I'm the more famous I get, the more love I get. So it's great. That it's been is really the dream. great. It's mm-hmm. really working out well for yes, you. Yes, it's been so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, okay, I have a few questions, so I'm just gonna lay out a few questions, yeah. and then we'll figure out what direction to go. Cool. I want to know when you realize that sex is something that you love to talk about all the time and you're very interested in and it's sort of like the the thing that you can't get tired of talking about one That's question question another question um the last time we talked you were considering opening up your relationship mm, i want yes. to know what happened with that and also you mentioned that you and your boyfriend were living together when you first moved out here but now you're living separately mm-hmm. and i just wondered um how come but not in a judgmental way yeah but just what's up with that okay First off, sex, talking about sex. I don't know when, I don't know if it was like a conscious decision, 
But I think that just because I didn't have sex till like very late, for me at least, 21, but then I took a big break and like didn't really have a relationship until I was like didn't have a relationship until I was 24. Um, and then I really didn't enjoy sex until 24, I would say. And then again, until like, what were the circumstances of losing your virginity? 21. I, um, it was a comedian that I was doing open mics with in Kansas city and I was in college and he had a girlfriend who was like at an Olympic training camp somewhere. (laughs) And so he was of course like unavailable. So that was, that worked out. (laughs) And so he, um, we like were friends and I, he knew I was a virgin and I was just like, I want to get it over with. And I, I obviously liked him and we liked each other and we're hanging out a lot. And so we just did that and I just got it over with and that was good. And then after that, it was just like uh, other comedians with girlfriends that I knew that like I couldn't mm-hmm. have anything really with because I was scared of. Were these one night stands or were they like, were you repeatedly sleeping with? No, it them? was like it was. Well, the next one after the first one was a guy that like I really like fell in love with. He was a guy, a touring comic who came through Kansas City performing and uh, we just hit it off one weekend. He was there for the whole weekend and we just like I like fell in love with him and he would, lived in New York and but he had a girlfriend and I was supposed to like. I was like, I'm going to move to New York. And he was like, yes. And I was like, you told me about. Yeah. Him. And he was He's go- like the, the main one that. Yes. He was a, broke time. my heart and everything. Yeah. And so he he was the second person i had sex with and that was like my first orgasm and everything and i think that's what really blinded me that's why i think taylor swift's song about uh, john mayer is probably he was my john mayer like where she writes that song about dear john and she got her heart broken by john she was like how could you do that to me and it was like oh he gave you your first orgasm like you just didn't understand that like th- that was like your first like you couldn't you understood how good it could feel and like how enraptured you could be by sex and like you didn't realize it was just like sex Mm -hmm. and like that's what he does to every girl he's just good at that or whatever so um that was my dear john moment and then he just whatever and then after that i moved to la and then there were just like guys i was kind of sleep getting drunk enough to sleep with and then and then but then i think it was just like the fact that i um i just didn't have like a very i wasn't very connected to it i guess Mm -hmm. enough to be ashamed to talk about it I think that was it because I remember my friend Lizzie Cooperman who I forget what she would talk about but I remember being like I could never talk about that and she's like I could never talk about sex and she has the like best sex stories and I'd be like I would kill for that story she was like I would never talk about it and I was like God she's a writer on your show now yeah she's a writer (laughs) on my show but I remember back in like 2007 8 when I was living out here and doing stand-up she was like I could never say the things you say and I was like really like I just didn't understand why everyone couldn't say them so mm. it never occurred to me that was like not something you should say so I don't really know what it was I don't know it was never a conscious decision to be like oh I'm going to talk about sex it was just maybe the only interesting thing I had going on but is it like I could talk about snacks forever yeah <laughs> is is sex your snacks oh I feel like snacks are my snacks but because <laughs> we could talk about we, we, really we do some snacks yeah, talking <laughs> um I Or I can talk about, like, there's certain things where it's just like, I'm very into talking about them. And that seems like that's what sex is for you. I just like, um, you know, like, it, it, like, I like hearing about things that people are like, kind of don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. I I feel like like I like getting things out of the shadows. Yeah, I like getting things out of people that they don't like to talk about 
with other people or they end up saying like, I don't usually tell people this. Yeah. I like, I like talking about people, uh, stuff with people. Uh, I like getting that kind of stuff out of people. Um, but I think that sex to me is just like, it's just something that I was always just so like, oh my God, you did that. Like, I just didn't understand how it happened or like <laughs> how you made the first move or like, it was always just like so confusing to me. Like, I was just like, how do you even kiss someone? Like who makes the move? Like, I remember when my friends were kissing boys, I was just like, but how? Like, and they're like, he just kissed me. I'm like, but what do you say before that? What did he <laughs> say before he did it? Where did he, did he grab your neck? Like, right, they're like, like the he just did it. And they're, um, they're like, I'm like, but I don't, you can't just say he just did it. Like, how? And then, like, when they, you know, when my friend got, like, blew someone the first time, I was just, like, cr- I cried because I was just, like, how could you do that? Like, I just thought it was the grossest thing. But I was also, like, how old were you? I was eighth grade, I think, or ninth grade. And I just was, like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, it was such a betrayal. Like, it was just, like, the meanest thing she could do to me. I felt that way. So I had two best friends in high school. And when one of them lost her virginity, I remember we were all going to Disneyland and we like stopped. We were in two different cars, though, Um, or maybe even I don't I don't remember why we weren't driving together. But I remember I was following her on the freeway and I was feeling so betrayed because she had just told me at the gas station that she had sex with her boyfriend. And it was like. Yes, it's it's so weird. It was like betrayed and threatened and yeah, like judged even though it's like i i felt like so self-conscious even though it was not about me at all but yes it's weird how that happens it really was like she had just like kicked a dog or something (laughs) like i was like i don't know you right who is this person like how could you put that in your mouth like you're a vegetarian like (laughs) i really was like how could she do that? Like, I just didn't understand it. Like, I didn't, because we'd never even talked about that kind of thing yet. Like, and to find that out, I was just like, and I, you know, I think it was also part of me being like, I haven't even kissed a boy and now she's doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so far to go. And that just even slowed me down even more in terms of like, well, if I'm not even there, like, how bad am I going to be at kissing? Like, they're so advanced. Like, I'm, and so then I just didn't kiss a boy for so long because I was just like, I'm going to be so bad at it. And then, yeah, it just made me even scareder. I need to find scared. out about what your first kiss was like because mine was um, super awkward. But first, I want to <laughs> tell you guys about Curology. You know what's super upsetting and frustrating? What? Adult acne and also teenage acne and also baby acne, any sort of acne. You just, it sucks when your face erupts which is kind of a gross word but that's what it can be like sometimes and let's say you don't have the time or the money to get to a dermatologist to get your prescription skincare enter curology they've revolutionized access to prescription skincare take five minutes to complete a profile at curology.com and upload pictures of your skin you get paired online with a licensed medical professional who assesses your skin and prescribes the right mix of acne fighting ingredients for you and then your prescription is shipped straight to you Today, my listeners get their first month of customized prescription acne treatment free when they go to Curology.com, that's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com, and enter my code BESTFRIEND in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. You have nothing to lose. That's 30 full days on the path to clear skin free. That's Curology.com and my code BESTFRIEND. Okay, I remember my first kiss, and I remember... (laughs) I thought it would just come naturally, yeah. and it d- couldn't have come less naturally. No, it was what so was yours? awkward. Um, I we were outside of this coffee house, Rock and Java, that I used to hang out with. <laughs> I mean, I used to hang out at, 
And I think that like, I like pursed my lips kind of, and then like move my jaw. Like I'd see people kiss on TV and I noticed there was like an opening and a closing of the mouth. So I was like, my mouth was like really tight. And like my lips were pursed. Wait, you're doing exactly what my friends did. Like, how did it happen? What happened before the kiss? Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're just getting to the kiss. What is this? There was this guy. Who was it? His name was Peter. Uh huh. Um, and I was six. I was old. I was okay. sixteen. I was sixteen too. 17. I was seventeen. I might have been seventeen. Yeah, me too. Uh, and <laughs> I can't remember if I was sixteen or seventeen. I I don't either. But I was somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. And because I remember he was like, "Wait, you're this? I thought you were that." And I don't know if he was like, "Wait, you're seventeen? I thought you're six or vice versa." He was nineteen. He worked. You know, Mervin's. Is yeah. Mervin still around? He worked in Mervin's housewares. I just remember that. I never visited him there. But um, we we hit it off. Where do you guys meet? At Rock and Java. You just met at this coffee yes, shop? Yes, it was it was quite the teen and young adult hangout place. Um, so I went there all the time. It was like my cheers. <laughs> and um, I used to go there with my friends Jen and Katie, actually, one of whom was the one who lost her virginity. But then they decided they were not going to go to Rock and Java anymore. And they never they never told me why, though. I was pretty hurt by that. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know why. They just decided that they weren't. I don't I don't know what it was. They didn't enjoy the scene anymore. But that was after. So I met Peter and he gave me his phone number. Was this like during the summer? Did he go to the same school? Like, what? Oh, no. He lived in a different town. What? This is so like... Yeah. He lived in a different town. Ta- he was just town. like there, like hanging out? Well, by, by different town, I mean different school district. Okay, But it. also, he was now in community college. So oh, he, yeah, he was that Peter. much older. Okay. I was still in high school. And this was during the school year because okay. I remember I was supposed to go away on my youth and government trip. Mm. And I got sick. So I stuck around. And didn't go on my trip and talk to him on the phone. And I had a duck phone, like the phone from Silver Spoons. Um, so <laughs> he gave me his phone number written on the lid of a cigarette box, like opened cool. up. It was really cool. <laughs> no kidding. And I'm just trying to remember what we had done that night when he kissed me, though. Because I don't know if we just hung out at Rock and Java and then he walked me to my car or if we met at Rock and Java and like went on a date. And no, I don't I maybe we just hung out at Rock and Java. Well, I clearly can't remember. But then he walked me to my car and then we were talking and then I think he just like leaned in and I was like, "Oh, what's happening? I'm going to purse my lips in a completely unnatural way and then move my jaw back and it was like I this is not going to work for the listener, but I think I'll show you what I did." Uh-huh. I, I like made a butthole with my lips and then went like open like them. A fish. Yes, I like I like, like a, a fish like <laughs> like opening and closing my lips like half an inch apart. And I, <laughs> oh my god, you so weren't awful. even in the moment at all. You were. Just oh my god, I wasn't on. in the moment until like two years ago. <laughs> it couldn't have been worse. And then we talked on the phone, and he was like. And I, this part of this I have told before, he at, said, said something like, have you had much experience or a lot of experience? Because I clearly know. And I said something that I thought sounded so cool. Oh, dear. I said, I mean, I've like slobbered on guys at parties and stuff. Oh, my God. 
Oh my Isn't god! Because I had this cool friend. Oh, I was going to say you heard that somewhere. Yeah, I had this cool friend who had said stuff like that. And it's only in retrospect that I'm thinking, I doubt she had slobbered on guys at parties. Because if you have, you don't describe it that way. But to me, that made it sound like, oh, yeah, my life's just like, oh, no, I don't think I've talked about it on a podcast. I I wrote about it on my... um, in a blog post a long time ago. Um, yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah, my world, is, my life is just a whirlwind of like parties, <laughs> which it wasn't, and guys and slobber apparently. And who knows, you know, when or what. It's just a blur. I don't remember. But I've had oh, some experience, just not anything specific. So that was my first kiss. What was yours? You slobber. What did he say to that? Do you, I don't like, did it go? And did you see him again? Oh, Yeah. We dated for a little while. What? I did see him again. Um, and we actually, we made out a few times. Okay. So you got some like experience. In. I did. I Good. did. I, I I learned to kiss normally. <laughs> he never, and there was no instruction or anything. I think just relaxing. <laughs> yes. Maybe. I just remember one time, he, maybe like, oh, I know. <laughs> one time he's like, have you been hurt before? Ugh. Like, have guys hurt you? Like holding your chin gently. <laughs> I don't. I think it's because anytime he came near me, I like flinched and got weird because <laughs> I was so awkward. And I said no, and I didn't even know why he had asked. But then one time, I remember we were in his bedroom, um, of the house he shared with his parents, and or, or their house. He didn't share it with them. But um, he's like, and I think I flinched <laughs> when he came near me or something. He's like, I'm not gonna bite you. I mean, unless you want me to. <laughs> ew, God, ew. I actually, I, this is one of those you things. You liked that, it? No, no, no. I thought it was, I thought it was ridiculous. I <laughs> made a list of all the super cheesy things he said. And I'm kind, I'm not a hoarder, but like, I'm not good at throwing stuff away. Yeah. But I think have for someone who so, who hangs on to stuff. God, I wish I still had that. It God. probably is somewhere. Yeah. It was so good. Cause I like drew honestly i <laughs> you have to Do remember, you remember i was in high school name? yes it was peter like his last name though could you look him up i've tried i can't find him oh shit okay <laughs> good tried. i'm glad that you like yeah have tried at least so for each thing that he said i labeled what kind of cheese it was so oh it's my like God, that's not cute. only yeah and clever thank you so there was like Lindberger. I mean, I don't remember all the different yeah. cheeses, but I got pretty creative with the cheeses and there was a lot of cheesy, cheesy things he said. That's so adorable. That's Thank like you. a really, really <laughs> cute thing to do. Thank you. Thank you very God, much. God, we could have been friends. I need to know yours now. Um, mine was terrible. Both of, I have two because one, I don't count because it felt like a rape kiss. It really oh, was. Geez. It was just like, so it was this guy I liked. We were friends for a while. His name was Andy Miller. I can say because it it's a generic enough name. He um he was like this hot guy that was a, a year older, but he like um he had like sandy blonde hair and he was like tan and he was just hot and he hung out with me and my friends for some reason, but we weren't like that cool. I don't even know why, but he was like kind of in our group of friends, kind of not, but he he seemed to have a liking for me like early on. I don't know. He'd like, I remember he was the first guy that I, that ever like noticed I was hot, like said something about it Mm -hmm. to someone and was like, Glazer's got a good body. Like he, he came swimming at my pool one night and I was like, I have a body. Like I didn't ever (laughs) see myself as like a sexual person, but like he said something to someone. I was like, Ooh, that feels weird. But I just remember being like, Hmm. But then everyone was, then I was always like, he's so hot. And 
he kind of like fooled around with my friend once, which I felt like that was weird. But then I kind of like just didn't even think about him. So then ultimately I, we, it kind of got around to us just, we were being, we were friends and we would hang out all the time. He was on the boys pep squad. I was on the girls pep club and we uh, were at this football game one night doing our pep club thing, which is just like all the, these, we would just be like paint our faces and like yell at a football game and it was just stupid. But anyway, after that we went to his place and we were hanging out just as buds and he was just kind of crazy sometimes and he ended up being like a total lunatic but also very smart now he's like building toilets in africa but um (laughs) or like new uh sanitation uh plumbing in africa but um he we were watching um letterman i remember mitch hedberg was on it was the first time i ever saw mitch hedberg he was on letterman we were in his living room watching it and we were just watching it. We were like having a good time watching it. And then after the segment, he was just like, so I like you. And I was like, oh, I like you too. And he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, so we should go out sometime. And I was like, yeah, totally. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he just ran across the like sprinted. Across. He was like sitting in his dad's chair, like his dad's chair, you know, and I was across on like the sofa and he sprinted across the room and just like attacked my face, like started making out with me. And I was like, Andy, no. And I just pushed him off. He was like licking my face. I pushed him off and he was just like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I was just like, Andy, just no, not like that was too much. And that was my first kiss. And then he went in the kitchen and just like started like slamming cabinet. He was just like in the kitchen, just like angrily out. (laughs) Yeah. Slamming cabinets and just like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. And just screaming. And I was just like, Oh my God. It's okay, Andy. I was like, hey, can you drive me home? Like, I was just like, because we we are friends forever. I was just like, it's not that big of a deal. Just drive me home. He, Meanwhile, I didn't know this till later. He was like chugging his dad's like bourbon and like just like chugging mm. liquor. He drives me home and he's like going so fast, like speeding, like going 60 down like 30s, you know, like just speeding home, gets home. And I like step out of the car and he just takes off when I have one foot out of the car and like oh my word. nearly runs me over. And I like, am, I like fall on the ground and I'm just like, fuck you. And like he speeds off and then he calls me the next day and he's like, I'm really sorry about last night. I'm like, fuck you. Like, what did I do? And like, we never really ever like, you know were able to like be friends again after that obviously but like came out he was drunk and then he showed up like my freshman he was a that was my junior year my freshman year of college he showed up at my dorm this is after he went to school in like california i never Mm -hmm. heard from him again then i went all through senior year my freshman year of college he just showed up at my dorm he had just been screaming nikki glazer around campus at university of colorado boulder and (laughs) somehow found my dorm And like showed up and, and I was creepy. on my way to like go to the to eat at the, uh, you know, dining, dining hall. Home. And he just showed up. I was like, Andy Miller. And he's like, yeah, I found you. And I was like, what? Like, it was just like really weird. But he so it was just like a weird thing. But anyway, that was my first kiss. But then my other first kiss was senior year, which was my like intentional first kiss. Senior year. Um, I went on spring break with. No, this was actually. Was this junior year? Yeah, this was junior year. This is later junior year. Spring break. Went with my girlfriends to 
Fort Myers, Florida. And so did the most popular boys from our, our mm-hmm. class, but they weren't like into us until spring break junior year in Fort Myers because they were also in Fort Myers, but the popular girls from our grade weren't there and they were striking out with the girls <laughs> there. So lo and behold, who was there but us? And we were like into them because they were like the hot sure, boys. Yeah. And so we all we were also with one of the girls in our group was also on the water polo team with all those guys she was like the one girl in the water polo team so they were like taylor let's all hang out and so we all got together and me and like the hottest guy in my grade ended up like oh no me and this guy that i liked forever ended up in this like hit this grand grandmother's solarium in florida like one of the guys had they're staring at their grandparents we were in the solarium in florida and like we were about to kiss and it was like getting literally we were leaning in to kiss his name was mike and all of a sudden my friend taylor comes dragging in larry this other guy that was like hotter and cooler <laughs> and she was like mike you've been trumped and she pulls mike out and she was like larry wants to make out with you she mouths it to me and i was like bye mike <laughs> and larry sits down because larry was just like so hot and he was like the the hottest guy in our class and he she, he sits down and literally mike and larry are best friends and mike's just been swapped out for like literally for larry for me so larry sits down and then i'm just like hey what's up and then my first kiss was larry but so this is how he does it he's sitting there and he spills he intentionally spills wine on me on my swimsuit and goes I think uh, I'm going to need to clean that up. And I'm like, do you have a napkin? <laughs> and he's like, with my mouth. And I was like, no, please don't. And then we just, then we uh-huh. kissed and that was it. And then I get back from spring break and the only people in school with mono are me, Larry, and Larry's girlfriend <laughs> who is in my sister's grade. And my sister is a uh, freshman. And so, yeah, three of us are out of school for mono with mono for like weeks. Did they know? Did yeah, they- everyone. I think everyone knew. They. I didn't get in trouble for it really because I think everyone knew Larry was scum. But like, it, I got mono from my first kiss. Mm. Essentially, did you have a big crush on Larry after? Um, no. I kind of knew what the score was. Like that was just what happens in Florida stays in Florida. <laughs> Fort Myers. <laughs> now, see. Now I'm curious about how it went down that your friend knew that larry wanted to make out with you because larry just came up to her at the party that was happening outside this larry was hot, like hot popular guy thing to do he was just like taylor what's mike doing in there and she was like i don't know i had to set them up taylor was like orchestrating this mm-hmm. whole thing she was like nikki needs to get her first kiss and so larry was like i want i i like nikki and so she was just like hold the hold the presses <laughs> and she like knocked on the door and like swinging up she was like mike you've been trumped and i was i remember that was the first time i'd ever heard the word trump being used as like a, a verb and so i remember being like what does that mean and she was like he's been knocked out he larry's in i just remember her being he wants to make out with you and i was like yeah mike bye <laughs> and i remember mike being outside the door being like you're a great friend larry a great friend and as we were making out so dramatic great. That was pretty exciting. That was it was awesome. It was the best. It was the best. And then I went back to school and I was just like, you know, not popular again. And you had mono. And I had mono. <laughs> Let's take uh, some questions that people sent in Yay! over Twitter. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Okay, David Cazares says, what is your favorite mode of transportation and why? Hashtag bad service, hashtag good experiences, hashtag comfy way to go. I don't know what any of those hashtags mean. I don't quite either. Mm. Maybe he drives for Uber or Lyft. 
Oh. Actually, I don't. I, I have no reason to think he does. Hmm. Mode of transportation, my favorite. I would say flying first class anywhere. Mm. I would I would do that over doing anything. I would rather be in first class than any place in the world. Do you get to fly first class for your show? Um, no. I That's mean, like, a real benchmark to me. Like having traveled with shows and things, I've thought. I just want to achieve whatever level of whatever that is where you fly first class and you get a really nice hotel room, even though it comes out of your own money, probably. Yes. No, like I I have been able to fly first class. And I think if Comedy Central like sent me on like a press tour or something, if I had to go do something for them for the show, I would fly first class and they would put me up in a nice hotel. But I haven't had to fly anywhere for Comedy Central for this. Oh, when I went and taped my special, they flew me first class Mm. to go do that in New York. So, yes, they treat me very well. But like. Any flying first class is the nicest you will ever be treated anywhere. Yes. And then and then it makes you realize, though, oh, the flight attendants calibrate their level of niceness. Which they're nice all the time. But, like, they take it. It's the nicest you'll be treated yeah. ever. So, yes, first class. I would, I'd rather be there than anywhere. Have you ever had this thought? If the plane went down now, I think I'd be okay with that. Oh. I actually had that. It wasn't. I have that even in coach. <laughs> I, ha- I have that in coach when I get a whole row. Oh, I have it in coach when I like hate everyone on the plane. I'd be like, I'd ta- oh, I'll take it just to <laughs> put all these people to death. Um, okay. James T. Carter says, what goes through her mind if when she sees a tall girl, short guy couple, for example, a five, three guy with a five, nine girl. Um, don't know that I've seen that, but I would, I'd be like, yes, because I, I like short or men. I'm, I'm never like, I've never turned down a guy because he's short. One of my favorite moments from your most recent podcast, which let's say the name of it. Is it called? Oh, yeah. It's called Not Safe Show. Um, Not Safe Podcast. Your co-host was saying that he had (laughs) hooked up with someone. Yeah. And you were asking about her and you said short or or no, you're asking it about what his type is because he's like someone (laughs) walked in. Yeah. Not the girl who walked in. She's totally my type. And, And you're asking what his type is. And you're like short or he's like, or long because <laughs> like, he thought you were asking about hair length, but it was just yes. a funny miscommunication. Okay. Tim Vernon one says any new ASMR recommendations. Oh yeah. Uh, ASMR fantasy. That girl, she has an accent and she has like a deep, uh, like soft spoken. I think she's like British almost. And she does soft spoken. She, so ASMR fantasy. Yeah. Check her out. All right. You know, when I started looking into ASMR stuff after we last talked, I, it was interesting, whatever, like, bi-oral or bi-binaural, yeah, bi- yeah. yes, which what makes it so you can either talk on the left or right side, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. a big ASMR thing. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, you got to do it that way. Gotta... I, I don't really care about it that way. I'll take, like, a phone recording. I don't right. care if it's shitty, but that's that's something that a lot of people are into. <laughs> Excuse me. Jason says, how do I unsee the foot fetish portion of the show? <laughs> Jason, um, <laughs> you enjoyed it and you know it. Yeah, I showed uh, my foot on the show and it's very gnarly. And that was very, um, very brave, very brave of myself. Yeah, I don't. I thought that that would be like that seriously was like the gnarliest thing that I could show. So I did it. Um, I don't know how you can unsee it. I wish they had those men in black little mm. things and you could do that like bing, thing right but um i don't know mm. like ptsd therapy or something <laughs> uh i don't know that's i i don't know 
Abe Lopez says, were there any of her friends that refused to do the lie detector test? Uh, no. All the ones that we called in and we didn't tell them what it was going to be. We just said, we're going to interview you about my friendship. Uh, none of them saw it and walked away. So no, that's nice. Yeah. Um, the guy who administered the test was so funny. He is really that way. Like we didn't know that he was going to be that way. We just thought he was going to be a straight laced dude. Mm. And he turned out to be like a gift walking bathroom joke. book. (laughs) Uh, Jose Maldonado says in the Tinder era, what do you eventually see happening to the expectation of number of previous partners? Ooh, um, I don't see it being uh, the expectation being like, oh, I expect you to have more or less. I think I just think people will just start lying. Just lie. Just just don't ask. I don't think I know. you should you ask. made that point on yeah. the most recent show. Don't ask. Don't, don't ask. It's so hard not to. And I, I know you want to know. I don't. I think that um, just lie. I think it's a safe thing to lie about. But what is an acceptable number? Um, or a respectable number? Ugh. I think you get theirs first and then you go way below it. Like you go three quarters below it. If you're girls should just oh, just go low, just go low because your guy's ego. I don't know. I, I would say just be proud of your number. But like, it's hard. It's hard. What do you say? Did you were you honest? Yours is I'm probably, honest. Is yours good? It's higher than um, than your. Husband's. OK, I actually. You know, I off the top of my head, I'm forgetting what his number is, but mine is. So, sorry, I'm jumping all around. No. My D- I DVR, I DVR your show, mm-hmm. and it did that thing where it cuts off like 30 seconds before yeah. the end of the show. So I didn't, I know that you were starting to make a joke about your number, and then yeah, I didn't Yeah, I make it. a joke that my number is really high, but my number is actually 15, so it's not that high. But if, I, my point is, if my number were high, I would just admit it. Right. But I don't know that that's true. Actually, I would admit it. Because I would be, I wish I had more experience, to be honest. I wish my number were higher. So I had more stories and stuff is so my you, point. Do you feel like 15 is like I feel like, low? No, no, no. I'm I like, like right in that zone. No, I think that that's a d- great number. I feel great about 15. Um, but I do think that that could be threatening to some men mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, right, if their number is lower. But you know what? If you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you because you're stupid number. As long right. as you don't have like diseases that you're carrying to him. Or if you do, you are disclose those you know right then it shouldn't matter so no i don't i don't think you should hide your number if someone asks tell them and if they are weird about it like move on yeah org speaking as the voice of men in this room yeah i would like to say that i think speaking for myself personally yeah that a super low number would freak me out more than i don't know what would constitute high number but yeah if anything would freak me out if somebody was an adult and they said oh two i I think that's... Yeah, you gotta yeah. go, no, I have to marry this chick. No, I just think there, there's something... <laughs> Mormon going on. <laughs> there, There's something different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you're 35 and your number's two, what's going on? Yeah. Right. Yeah, good point. And not not that, that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but there's... No, but it suggests an, something. There's an explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Totally. Same as if it was... 178. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Michael Coase says, can she further explain her comments about can't hardly wait? Oh, whoa. I talked about that last night on Facebook Live. Um, 
I love that movie. God, that was like Ethan Embry was like my ideal man. I was mm-hmm. in love with my him. sister loves that movie. Oh my God. He was the cutest boy. I still have like a thing for the guy who like pines in the distance and like has this crush on me and is keeping it secret and like is just a really good guy and like has his heart in the right place and I just don't notice it or something. Is that the one with Jenna Elfman? Yeah. As like an angel and who else is in and it? And I realize I don't have that thing, but I just want Ethan Embry secretly. <laughs> but I like, I follow his wife on Instagram and, and I also follow him. They're very happy together and I'm happy for him. But sure. uh, I, I used to just fucking love him. I used to, that's who I used to study. I used to study that kiss at the end of <laughs> Can't Hardly Wait. Who? When he, okay, she goes, so Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, right. And yes. so he confronts her at the end of it. He's like, Amanda, I love you. And she's just been bombarded with all these people being like, I love you. Because she just broke up with her boyfriend. She's a popular girl in school. Who's her boyfriend in the movie? Uh, Peter Facinelli. Mm-hmm. And... She just broke up with them. He just broke up with her or whatever. And so all these guys just come after one by one being like, I love you. I love you. And she's just like, oh, God. And so finally this guy who she got this letter from who she was looking for just before this all happened. Uh, finally, he finds her and is like, I, I love you. And she doesn't realize it's him. She just thinks it's another one of these gross dudes telling her he loves her. He's like, I love you. And she's like, you know what? You're disgusting. And she just tells him off and he's just heartbroken. And then... She figures out, she looks in the yearbook, she finds a yearbook and she realizes the guy she just told off was the guy from the letter. And she's like, oh my God. So she finds out that the next day he's leaving to go away for the summer and to college to go in this, like to go off to college. And she's like, I have to go find him at the, at the, at the train station. Of course, the train station. So she goes and she finds him at the train station and they kiss for the first time and it is the best please look it up on youtube it's the best first kiss her when they their lips i would study it because i was like that's gonna be my first kiss <laughs> although my face was just like slammed into by a crazy a crazy person guy. just like sl- like slobbering like a golden retriever licking oh. my face but um their their lips meet and then her uh her her eyebrow just rises perfectly like she's like oh like she just thought of something she's like oh and then they kiss a bit more and then like and then he's like i have to say goodbye and he leaves and then no 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 that's after okay but that's how it is it's the best kiss ever and that's so funny we talked about first kisses because i studied that kiss forever being like that's how i'm gonna do it i gotta watch this it's a good first kiss watch this okay um so that's the answer to that mo says (laughs) Most embarrassing stand-up story? I fainted on stage down in Costa Mesa. Costa was it Costa Mesa? Yeah, is that down south a little bit? Orange County. Yeah, yes. Orange County. I fainted at a bar called Hennessy's, like a restaurant bar called Hennessy's in Costa Mesa in 2007. Um, I wasn't eating enough that day. I had just gone on a run. I had smoked pot and done a bunch of things I shouldn't have done on my way. <laughs> right before I went to this gig, I tempted all day. And I went to this gig and I uh, I had ordered dinner, but they were like, can you go up first? And I was like, I really need to eat. And they were like, um, just go up first and your food will be waiting for you. And I went up and I got on stage and I started talking and I was like, felt like the fluttering light. Like, like the I'd never fainted before, but I felt like that the hole coming in, mm-hmm. like the just the walls coming in. And I was just like, Jeez. oh my God. And I just like turned, there was a, a huge crowd of people. And I was on this stage that was like elevated nothing behind me just like a drop off and i was like 
I think I'm gonna faint. Like I told a dick joke, and I was like, I think I'm gonna faint. And th- I'm looking down at this woman, and I go, Is that awkward? And I don't know why I <laughs> asked that. And this woman goes, Yes. And I was like, It is. And then she was just like, Yeah. And then I, that's the last thing I remember. And then uh, the MC luckily was right there, and he came up and caught me before I like completely oh, went off the back end. But like. I collapsed in front of all these people. It was so embarrassing. And then I was like, had that embarrassment. I woke up from it and I just thought it was a bad dream that I fainted on stage. So I woke up being like, thank God you didn't faint on stage. And then I was like, ah! it was like <laughs> the worst nightmare. Like I thought my career was over for some mm-hmm. reason. Like in that moment, you're just like, oh my God, this is the, this is going to go viral or something. And so I, I like got embarrassed and I ran into the bathroom, but no one followed me in there because it was all men around me, like mm-hmm. helping me. And I went in the women's room so I'm in there just like in a stall, just like panting, like, oh my God, my life is over. And then I ran out of the bathroom, just like adrenaline and anger and embarrassment. And I ran out and like just a crowd staring at me, like 80 people just looking at me like blank, just dead quiet. And I just go, is anybody going to fucking help me? And then I ran, I just screamed at them. And then I ran into the kitchen and I uh, was like, someone give me some food. And I just shoved my face and was sobbing. And then I eventually came out and the whole crowd like cheered. And it was so humiliating. <laughs> it was so humiliating. That was the worst. Did you finish your set? No, no. I, no one would let me drive home because they were like, we're scared. And I was like, it's just because I didn't eat today. And I'm a fucking dumb idiot girl trying to lose weight from Montreal. Like I was going to <laughs> Montreal like the next week, like such an idiot. So it was did, a bad time in my life. Did they let you drive eventually? Yes. I finally convinced them that I'm like, I just ate like a, one of those big 300 protein bars from a gas <laughs> station or something. Like I was like, I think I'll be all right. But yeah, that was terrifying. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that you thought you were asleep because I had, Ugh. it reminded me that I had sort of a similar th- circumstances, not the same at all. I was in first grade. We were playing Chinese jump rope. Did you ever play Chinese jump rope? Do you know it? It's like this elastic. You can also use it to do cat's cradle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you wrap it around your feet and you two people stand apart and then you there's a jumping pattern. And it's two, four, six, eight, out in, spreads in on. <laughs> I don't know that part. Okay. But yeah. It's like how you jump. Mm-hmm. And so first you do it like a regular way. And then anyway, we were on widesies, <laughs> which is where you um, like spread the your legs as far as possible and girls would really get into it and like get on the floor and do the splits. So you're like jumping a really big distance. So two, four, six, eight, when I went to do out, which is where I'm trying to put, get so my legs so wide that I'm on the outside of it, yeah. I slipped <laughs> and I hit my head. Aww. And then next thing I knew, oh. my mom was waking me up <gasps> and I was in my bed, but then I opened my eyes and it was my teacher and I was on the playground. Oh my God. So I wonder if that's a thing when you like get knocked out or when you faint that you first think you're just waking up. It must be your body's like response because that's normally right. what's happening is like when you're out, you're asleep. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to me when I got knocked out. What really? Happened? What happened? When I had my bike accident, I got mm-hmm. hit by a car and I woke up basically face down in the street and I <gasps> and I thought I was waking up in my bed in the morning and I and I was waking up and I I thought why is it so hot in my bedroom and I thought oh there's something sticky in oh. in my bed and there's like gravel in my bed and then I woke up and there were all these people looking at me oh, and I said oh my god why are all these people in my room and then it took me a while and oh I said, my god oh, I'm in the street and that's blood wait when did you get hit by a car ninety ninety one oh that's awful are you okay I'm still a little sore but yeah. <laughs> are you serious do you still have stuff from it. No, I mean, I, I, I busted a bunch of teeth and stuff. But, Shit. Yeah. 
This is really, it's the opposite of the relief you have waking up from a nightmare. Yes. Yeah. The nightmare has just begun. Begin- yeah. Yeah. You think everything's fine and then it's like you're waking up in the nightmare. Yes. I had a dream the other night that I was um, supposed to perform stand-up comedy but also play in the band that I was in a oh, bunch of years ago stress. at a club, but I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to sleep that night, so I took a sleeping pill and it was xylanoxol was the name wow, of it. Wow, you remember that yeah, name. Yeah, because I remember looking at the name, looking at it on a bottle. And I took the pill and I figured it wouldn't kick in for like till that night. Yeah. in the dream, that's how it worked. But then as soon as I took it, I f- started feeling the effects. Um, and I was like, I feel weird. And I'm, I just have to tell, because I was in my parents' house at this suddenly, and I just have to tell them what's going on. So I like stumbled to the dishwasher and I told my mom and then I'm like, I need to lie down. And, um, and they were talking to me, but it was like, and I was like, I can't understand you. And then I slept and then I was in the club and I realized I forgot my guitar. Um, and I was in no condition to drive and also in no condition to do stand up comedy because I had this xylanoxol in me. That is really totally a uh, stress dream. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You had something that you didn't feel prepared to do or something. like maybe that's totally like when you. It's it's weird how we all have these common dreams of like yes. ha- not being able to <laughs> talk very well, like where you can't speak or right. like you can't move or you can't dial a teeth phone. falling out, can't dial a phone, teeth can't... falling out, and then like choking on them. I have that. Oh, I have yeah, like that's a, they that's crumble a very common and fall one. Forward. I haven't heard that one, but it's common. Yeah, I've I, read about it. Yeah, I'll have like stuff in my throat that I, like I, I keep trying to get it out, and it's like corn. <laughs> It's corn, actually, but I think it's my it's my teeth, but it's corn. I don't know. I think that means you're just like hungry for corn. <laughs> Probably that's what it means. Or I'll have ones where my teeth will just crumble and 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 fall. It's just um, weird that we all have the dream that we haven't studied for the yes the exam and it's happening and we can't find the room for the class or like we haven't prepared for the cl- we haven't gone to the class all year, but it's the day of the test when like that that's has such actually a never happened to fucking anyone. Dream yeah, and it's, we've all had it. How is that? It's weird. That's nuts. It is weird. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Great. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? It's time for Just Me or Everyone. (laughs) Are you okay with time? Yes. Okay. Let me know. And we can make it an ab- abbreviated version if you need me to. Sasha McGillicuddy says, constantly picking things up with my toes. Some say lazy. I say multi-talented. Occasionally, I'll pick something up with my toes, but for the most part, I don't. Not unless like totally necessary. Yeah. I do and I love it. Really? Every time I do it, I go monkey feet. <laughs> uh, you say it in your head or like out loud? Out loud. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. Casey Kahn says, oh, this kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier. Dry, and it's also about feet. Dry skin on your feet, as awesome as scabs on your head. All right, look, look. Here's the problem with picking at any sort of skin wow. on your feet, I think. This, this person knows how I feel about yeah, head scabs. Yeah, okay. One minute you're peeling something and it's fun. The next second you've peeled too much and you're bleeding and it hurts. Mm. I, that's my experience. I don't know what dry skin on your feet we're talking about, like on your heel. Sure. Okay. Not that fun. No. No. Does I don't everyone, know what you're talking about. Does everyone have dry skin on their heel? Because I've got like, I definitely have dry skin on my heel. And I'll get pedicures, which I hate. Um, and they'll, they'll like, you know, 
slough it off. Yes, but it's not completely gone. No, it's never gone. My whole heel might it's, just it be dry It needs to be there. It's a, it's a callus. Yes. I've actually, that's for happened. It. I've said don't do that. It's, I've had the experience where I've gotten a pedicure and afterwards I'm like, well, now my feet just hurt. Yeah, now you just have and to walk around feet. like a baby. Yes. Yeah, no. Okay. The Great One says, even though it's probably bad for your teeth and generally unsafe, I have fallen asleep with a cough drop in my mouth. I have done that, but I've always felt like this is not a good idea. Did it last night. Sometimes I just like in L.A. I get dry throat and I mm-hmm. walk, wake up like choking and I feel like sucking on a cough drop. I don't have that. Have you ever put a cough drop in tea? And the reason I ask is because I was watching Wendy Williams the other day. Mm. And as she was talking, uh, she unwrapped something and then like popped it into her mug. And Meth. so <laughs> so I Googled. And apparently putting a cough drop in tea is like a common mm. – it's common enough that it's – there's a lot that on the internet like about it. That seems like it would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I've never done it. I think sugar-free cough drop, you're a way safer bet with your teeth. Yeah. Go sugar-free. But what about the choking thing? Oh, you're fine. (laughs) Jason Dix says, after a bath, I use the foggy bathroom mirror to make murals. I don't because then it gets all streaky. Yeah. I do. But by murals, I just write like, you know, murder (laughs) or like AIDS or whatever. I just write something weird that'll like freak out whoever's there next. It's nice. Kristen W. says, and this is what we talked about earlier, ever notice how morning people think they're superior to night owls? Yes. They do. Ugh. They really do. Because it's painful to get up early. Yes. Unless you're one of those people who's like, I just naturally wake up at four. Right. Right. And then you're like, you have a problem. Yeah. And I just feel bad for, yeah. That is weird. I don't like that. No. It's a really good point. Whitney Keys Smith says, when I like a picture on Instagram and then see the same person posted it to Facebook, I don't know if I should re-like it. I'm not on Facebook enough, but I could imagine. Yeah, you can imagine this one. I would say, no, don't. It's too desperate, girl. (laughs) WKS, Whitney Keys Smith, don't do it. You only gave them one. Something I posted. Unless, unless, unless it's like it helps their career. (laughs) Exactly. Then you give it a double. But if it's just their personal, like you already give it. Then you just comment. You only comment on one. You only like one. Right. Oh, that's smart. Julie Sitzman says, the question, what do you do for fun, irritates me. Such a loaded question and often a cop out. I find it to just be a difficult question. Yes. Yes. I Because I always am like, I guess I'm not very much fun, come to think of it. Yeah, I agree. Because it because now fun is so like much about watching TV and mm-hmm. just like hanging out with friends and like checking Twitter. Yeah, checking Twitter and just being like I just say naps a lot of times and listening to serial podcasts. Like podcasts for me are fun and like eating. Like it's just bo- like mm-hmm. watching the OJ Simpson show. Oh like, my god, I'm obsessed. That's my fun. I am ob- I that's have what I do each episode, fun. all two of them twice. Well, Here's some news. Kato Kalen is on our next uh, podcast. <laughs> wow. We got, Wait, we the real him. one? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I will say this. Okay. I'm bumped by Ross, David Schwimmer, mm-hmm. being in the show, because every time I see him, he Rage. plays uh, Robert <laughs> Kardashian. Yeah, he's, but he sounds so much like Ross, because yeah. he is Ross. 
that I'm like, oh, it's Ross in this show. Yeah, he just looks like he's like rage yes. in every scene. Right. We were on a break. Could yeah. you be any more guilty? <laughs> oh, that's that's Joey. <laughs> that's Chandler. Oh, right, right, that's right. All of no, them. that's <laughs> wait. Yeah, that's Chandler. It could be. Wait, no, it's Chandler. No, I think it's all. It might be all of them. They yeah, might all have spoken. They that all. Way. Yeah, it was the nineties. Yes, that was my that imitation was the of the nineties. That was good. Um, and then also, John Travolta doesn't seem at all like Robert Shapiro to me. He's getting more and more. Third episode, I kind of bought into it. It t- it's taken me a while. The Kardashians, I don't need those girls like in the show. Wait, like, has the third episode already aired? Yeah. It has. Yeah. What's going on? The most recent okay, this is this is important to take up podcast time talking about this. Uh the most recent maybe it was the third one that I maybe it was the third one. Mm-hmm. The one that starts out with um Ross taking the Kardashians. Yes. Okay, I did see that. That was then. third, yes. All right, I've lost. You're track. up on it, girl. Okay. All right. Maybe he's a little more Shapiro-y, but I don't know. I still, yeah, yeah still, I'm buying into weird. it because it's just too distracting otherwise. I just have to, like, do it. Maybe I need to just push myself. All right. Um, push Han- through. Hansi Copperfield says, just mirror everyone. As a kid, we had a family fart protocol. My dad blamed it on the Rocky Mountain barking spider. Anyone else relate? Hashtag dad jokes. Not specifically with farts, but my dad all – my dad – is made of dad jokes all he is is dad jokes like growing up every every morning when we were getting he would say are you getting ready for carpool don't forget a swimsuit <laughs> and we'd be like that's good and now i think it's funny but at the yeah. time it was like, oh dad. yeah uh my mom doesn't fart she just you own up to those but my mom would always, whenever she burped she'd go like burp and she'd go nikki like that's her thing it's just really funny that is pretty funny yeah and whenever you have something in your teeth and i do this now whenever my mom would have something in her teeth you go like you have something there like on your face you go i like it there and that's always such a good response because it puts it back on the person and they feel like a jerk now that is funny i like it there something i like to do is i like to put something big on my front tooth and then say like do i have anything in my teeth always always fun whenever someone else does it whenever i do it Always a crowd pleaser. Okay. L to the aura says, <laughs> and this is the last one. When I hit my elbow, I still say I hit my funny bone, even though I am 33 and don't have kids. Is it a thing that is only for people with kids? I just think a funny bone is like when you hit your elbow and it sends that like electric shock feeling. Yeah, I don't know that arm. there's an adult name for it. Right. I think you're okay, L to the aura. I think so too. Yeah, I think I would do that too. Yeah. You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, click through the banner, maybe one of those toenail contraptions or something else. You can't get, get it on Amazon. I've looked. Yeah. <laughs> but other stuff. Click through the uh, Amazon banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. PayPal links on the right side of the website. Uh, t-shirts available in the store. Ringtones. Hey. 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 Go fuck yourself. And also... Touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, touch, 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 Allison Rosen. Or maybe we don't really need the at with Instagram. I'm really having a brain fart right now. I like, think you do. Okay. Yeah, you do. Facebook.com slash the Allison Rosen. YouTube.com slash Allison. I mean, I'm everywhere. 
Uh, Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox, and I'll be doing hosting an open mic night at Rock and Java next Saturday. <laughs> oh my God! If only it was still open. If only it were still open. Nikki, mm, tell everyone where to find you and uh, plug everything. Yeah, um, I think you should get a series. Uh, uh, you should do a series DVR of what's it called when you order a series? Season pass. Season pass. Record the whole series. Order the whole series on of Not Safe with Nikki Glazer. It's the easiest way to watch the show. It's on Tuesdays at 1030 after Tosh on Comedy Central. And you can follow all of our show stuff at Not Safe Show on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, it's uh, Facebook.com slash Not Safe Show. I think that's it. And uh, at Nikki Glazer on everything else. Or you can follow me on Snapchat at Glazy Days. And that's it. Thank you again, listeners. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 